Oh my god, there's no technical issues. I mean, other than the low quality of our recordings, but that's in general, but there's no technical issues that I have to... Welcome once again to the M4 Project. Uh, buckle up, this one's a bleak one. Uh, <laughs> with me, as always, I am Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I am Morgan Davidson. And as a teenager, oh, you know what teenagers do. They like to oh, you know, wank, spank yeah. the monkey, you know, have a tug of war with the cyclops and all those <laughs> things like that. As that teenager, and you do it quite often, mm. I noticed during that Still. my right leg would cramp. And, you know... Interesting. Yeah, sometimes okay. so badly that I had to stop beating the purple-headed monster and, <laughs> and, and let it, like, stretch it, okay? And it hasn't really occurred... It didn't really occur to me until into my 20s after it settled down a little bit yeah. and, you know, you start becoming more self-aware that my right calf muscle uh-huh. is, in, in, like, in fact, quite larger than my left calf muscle and I put it down... To wanker's crap. <laughs> wanker's crap. Too much stroke of the dolphin has given me an enlarged right. I'm going to show you guys. Like, that's that. Look at oh. this. That's my left. Okay, that's yeah, a calf yeah, yeah, muscle. Yeah. That's a calf yeah. muscle. Yeah. That's my right. Yeah, no, they are. Actually, yeah. notice a little. That is, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. Wanker's so, calf. if any time you're in shorts and we see that your right calf's gotten a bit bigger, yeah, like man, you've really been spanking it. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 I want to figure out, like, is it a, an issue of technique? Like, are you do you lean heavier? Well, on the I don't right? get it anymore now. That's now, I haven't had it since in my twenties. I must have just stroked the dolphin a bit harder yeah. back in my teens. Like, I, I don't know. That's... <laughs> Always the right as well. I, yeah, okay, that's... We need, we need a scientist on this. Science, <laughs> help us. Anyways, well, I thought that would that would make the road a little yep. less bleak. Yeah, okay, oh. on to... Now, this is your pick, wasn't it? No, this, no, is, this, this is, 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 is Mikey's pick. That's right, it was Mikey's pick. It's a thriller. Like, it's a thriller. It was a, oh, yeah, drama, right. a drama thriller. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell us about the road. What All right, is so the road this? is very bleak. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Story of a father and a son that are travelling in a post-apocalyptic world uh, where just an unnamed cataclysm has just destroyed everything i liked that uh, it was unnamed i liked that it was unnamed. yes it was good and they you just basically just saw fire in people's eyes as it was happening and that was pretty much all you heard besides the screams yeah. of the people outside so basically it's just them traveling because they, they need to keep moving to find food and to survive so it's just all about them traveling uh to their destination which they say they are traveling to the sea or they're traveling south mm-hmm. to where it's going to be warmer because the the winter is coming yeah um, so they're trying to go to the coastal, to the sea. Uh, that's essentially a quick synopsis of it. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll turn it back to the box. You got one? Or I got yeah, one? no, just ba- basically exactly yeah. what Mikey said. You know, it's a psychological thriller. It is a very <laughs> desolate grey, I mean, so oh. grey, it's not funny kind of grey world. Yeah. Um, this movie was made before Fifty Shades of Grey, the phenomenon. <laughs> but if it had have been made after it, they could have taken inspiration from that novel and titled it 2,000 Million Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. and, um, um, like the terrible movie I just mentioned, it soaks the it soaks the panties of women around the world. Um, this film is also the adaptation of a book, yeah, like a novel. Yeah. I feel it's dirty calling Pulse Fifty Price Shades. Really? Price. Yeah, I feel dirty. Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
I feel mm. dirty calling Fifty Shades a novel. That's more like an extended Hot Talk magazine. <laughs> For those who are too young to know, Hot Talk was a uh, pornographic book of X-rated hardcore pornogra- pornographic stories with a few pics littered through it. It was popular back in the day. It may have led to some of the wankers cramp I was just talking about. Um, this was before, of course, all your porn needs could be found online. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've pretty much got the same thing. And the what, first Hot the Talk f- and wankers cramp. Yeah, 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 actually, the exact same thing. My car muscles. No, I would have thought your, it'd be exponentially <laughs> larger now with all the yeah. porn available. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> his, his calf is a measurement of the quality of porn. It, 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 my like calf, shin was shitting my calf is like a fucking like tr- rings on a tree. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I've, I've got a similar here for my little back of the tin. The very first word is grey. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a grey, bleak, and moving film, and it tells the story of a father's trials and trying to keep his son alive in a dying world. Where society has fallen, food is scarce, cannibals roam the wastelands, and hope is long dead. So very bleak. Oh god, how can I fix the podcast to make it less bleak? Um, oh, I know, deep bleakifying music. Yeah, that'll work. Matthew, that that's bleaker than the movie. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. not, it's, not, not, not it's, it's an bleaker. accurate depiction. Essentially, it starts off colourful back before the cataclysm, uh, where, oh jeez, they're kind of just living their lives, mm. and they see the cataclysm happen, people screaming, sadness. Yeah. Uh, we learned recently, slightly after, that the, the wife, that I think is just named just the woman, or the wife? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're all, it's, it's all just male, the, uh, boy, father, and woman. Pa, pa, boy, uh, wife. Yeah, it's just, it's just the man, the boy, the wife, or yeah. pa, I think is what yeah. the son calls him. Um, find out that she's pregnant and that she's going to have to essentially give birth in this post apocalyptic world. And you and see. She doesn't want to. She does not want to, which I don't blame her, to mm. be honest, knowing what's going on around outside. Um, you can see they're stocking up a bunch of food cans to try to weather through it. Uh, it just kind of it's, it splits between these two history, his backstory and the family, and then what the situation they're in now. Mm. I, I think one of the things I, I really did like about this and sort of just the, the overall broad thing is. It is a post-apocalyptic story, yes. and I think it's probably one of the truest versions of those that I've seen. Because mm. a lot of these stories will be like the underdogs fighting, good guys, yay! This is just staring in the face, going, "Life is hard." Yeah, it's not one of these. There's still a lot of people around. There's still a lot of food. There's still a lot of ammo. Yeah, mm. it might. Some people might even think, "Ooh, that could be fun." I might actually. No, sort of enjoy, this is not, just not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. So the, the, what, one of the ongoing things throughout the film, uh, and it's established very early on, is the father has to sort of constantly. He's trying to keep his son alive, but he's constantly aware of the fact that at any moment he might have to kill his son to spare him from starvation mm. or worse. So he's swinging wildly from yep. Come on, I've got to get you food to... Oh, do I put a bullet in you now? Uh, we'll wait, we'll wait. Okay, yeah. we're safe. I think one of the first scenes, he's showing his son how to kill himself Self-fit. with the gun by putting the yeah. gun in his mouth, mouth and pulling the trigger. Yeah. And wanting like, him to like basically go through the procedure yeah. of putting it in his mouth without yeah. pulling the, mm. the trigger, of course. But yeah. yes. um, We talked about this, guys. Uh, any other names for this uh, movie? Oh, uh, I was thinking you could... Call it Paranoia. Paranoia reference of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that it actually makes a lot more sense it would make a lot because more sense he is quite paranoid. Oh, absolutely, yeah. he is. This yeah. is a film very 
heavily steeped in paranoia and panic. And if you called paranoia the road, it would have as much relevance. <laughs> He's on a road at some point. Yeah, you know, like... the information superhighway. Yeah, no. there you go. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go the two-hour ad for uh, Xanax and Smith and Wesson. Yeah, I had cannibals, 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 <laughs> and the grey. The grey. <laughs> yeah. With less Liam Neeson. Yeah. It actually turns out that the, the pistol they have at the start is actually a Smith & Wesson. Yeah. I looked this up, and apparently there is a website called IM, uh, IMFDB, which is Interna- uh, International Movie Firearms Database. And it has just a database of all the guns in TV shows, movies, all sorts of media. So yeah, if you want to know what the name of a gun is from pretty much any popular movie in the past 40 years, it's on a wiki. Don't care. I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, that could be fast. Doesn't though. float in my thought, boat, but I'm sure there's people. I thought it was interesting that someone thought, let's just collect this, this information. Yeah. What, they're both a big gun lover and a big movie I like lover. making they're lists. Like, mm, <laughs> let's combine these. I mean, but the problem was like, I am FDB could be so many things. Like, I make fluffy disposable butt plugs. Could be. That'd be true. Yeah, anyway, characters, actors, and their There's only really two characters. Yeah, there's more. There are more, but they're mainly really two characters. Well, there is also the wife. I'd argue three. There, there is the wife who, who's basically only present in the film through flashbacks. Yeah, uh, sure. And she, she forms this. What's the word I'm looking for? This contrast to the father, where the father is survive at all costs. Mm. We must survive. She's Mm. like, I don't want to live in this world. I think bringing a child into this world was the stupidest thing we've done. Yeah, we should have popped a bullet in me when I was still pregnant with him and yeah. ended it. She said that she's really pissed off at him because he used one of the three bullets they had left on an intruder, mm. which she said was a waste of ammunition that they could be using on themselves. Mm. And he's, she said that that was a ploy of him to make her not shoot herself, yeah. try to get her to keep living. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bleak. characters... Actors and performances. Uh, well, you've got Viggo Mortensen is Viggo. is playing the man mm-hmm. or the dad papa. or papa or whatever you want to call him. Papa. Um, and like you've already said, Maddie, he's basically is just trying to not let his son die in a horrible kind of way. Mm. Yeah, as a dad, yeah, I respect the guy, and I don't think I'd have the testicular fortitude to do what this guy's prepared to do yeah. in that thing. I hope I would, but I doubt it. Mm. Like it's it's rough. Yeah. Um, it, it, number of scenes are just like oh, oh dear and Vigo does very very well oh, yes. uh, he portrays him just with facial expressions of how mm, difficult his yeah. situation is some of those is. frame shots of just his just his face when he's like yeah man this, been, this dude's been through a lot, a lot of shit yeah. and it shows I liked that they didn't have names I yeah. really did yeah. like that they were just called because in this world names don't mean anything mm-hmm. um, that was that was a nice touch to add to the, the situation I feel like it also was sort of in. it didn't really set their futures in stone like if they're yeah. not named you don't know whether they will die or not, not yep. I, did, I was guessing the entire time whether they would both die in the film or not yeah yeah he, yeah, he really does portray the, like, the difficulty of his situation like mm. brilliantly yeah which is mainly shown by him when he's holding a gun to his son's head yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. well on, on if, multiple different if we're found I'm just gonna yeah done I liked that when the end of the world started, like started, his first reaction was to run a bath to yeah. capture water. Yeah. Like he was just, he was switched on. Yeah. Like, there are, well, yeah, there are places like that in the US where if the tornado hits all of a sudden, then that's one of the first things you do because yeah. it could not be running water. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, it also helps to establish that he's a sort of person who can think and he's mm. intelligent and he will prepare. Yeah. And it's sort of sitting there looking you in the eye going, doesn't matter. You can prepare, but it's going to be hard. Mm. 
in terms of performance of the boy. Yeah, that was uh, who was it? Cody Smith McPhee. Great moral compass for the film. Mm, uh, yeah. He's innocent, like innocent enough um, through his youth, just still be trusting of, of people, and he, yeah, he keeps his dad on on that path yeah. of being one of the good guys. In, when his dad's at his wit's end, yeah, you know, and you see that a few times. His dad wants to be mean, not mean, but his dad wants to, wants to be callous or cold towards people, and he gives him that warmth yeah. to aren't, aren't we the good guys? Yeah, we're the good like, guys. Well, we should help them, sort yeah. of thing. Um, Whereas you. The, the reality is like he's been telling his son you know we're the good people we've got to go find the good people but it's so hard to sit there in this apocalypse and go yeah we're going to help people we're going to let people it's like other people get you killed yeah so the, the father's entire philosophy of getting this kid out and getting this kid to safety wherever and however that might be the quickest route is to just end other people yeah and meanwhile the kid's going but you said the good people he's like well shit so yeah mm. And it was so sad because he just wanted other kids to play with. Yeah. Mm. There was that scene where he saw yeah. a kid and he wanted to chase after him because mm. he just wanted to have a yeah, he, friend. He had never had yeah. another a friend. His dad hadn't seen another kid. Really. Well, well, now Andy Bleak music. Just put put the gun down, mate. Put the gun down. <laughs> Holy shit! But yeah, what do you got else about the guy, about the kid who was there? Uh, I thought he did like the actual actor himself did very well in the role. Um, yeah, that, that wouldn't be an easy role no. for a young child. Um, so I feel like he the emotional scenes he did really well. Um, I think he played the innocence really well. Um, yeah, I, I just think overall it was a really good performance from the kid. Yeah. It, it definitely could have suffered from a less skilled young actor. Yeah. Uh, the casting team did very well to find someone mm. who could... Because there was a lot of emotional scenes yeah. that could, could have come off as hamming over the top, yeah. but I think it was still it was handled yeah. very well, mm. which matched it well. And for her, her bit part role, Charlize Theron was spot on. Yeah, like the depressed... The mother of just can't <laughs> yeah. handle it. And it was nice, it was refreshing to see that not everyone is up to the end of the world. Like, yeah. She wasn't. He was, but she just wasn't. Yeah. And I think what she, she ends up just walks she off, walks in, off into the in, woods into and the woods. Uh, yeah. After taking a coat off, so she's basically going to die of hypothermia or yeah. exposure. And, and, uh, he says that the coldness of her leaving was the, her final gift to him. Yeah. Because had she had like a big emotional goodbye, that would have made it suck even more. Yeah. The fact that she could basically just look at him, shrug, and go, "I'm done," and walk into the woods was actually kind of a gift. Yeah. It's like. Ugh. Um, but yeah, and also like um, Charlie Theron, she's a fine actress. Like the scenes where it cuts back to long before, and they're just a happy couple, and it's like, oh, she seems so happy and alive and vibrant. And then it cuts to her just blank staring into a coffee table, going, I don't. Why? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why? Piddly punk, think punk. Oh, fuck it all. Uh, I seriously can't believe the Andy Bleak music shot itself. Uh, a few other little bit parts. No bad actors no. and actresses. They're all... Guy Pearce shows up at the end there. He's solid in his little couple of... Yeah. You know, the scene yeah. there. Looks and tone, Mike. Very grey. Uh, the only times there really is colour ever in the movie is in flashbacks and little parts uh, where they... where there's a hope, essentially. Yeah, little, like little, coke little, can. Little, coke can. Yeah, little flickers of hope. Little bits of the past essentially that they've uh, that they discover and find along the way yep. other than that it's just greys and browns and uh, 
Sorry. No, please. I thought the greyness, though, was spot on. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. it just... Like, it was grey and it was so depressing, but... And this is one of the things I... I, I liked the movie, but I didn't like the movie because it was so fucking grey and depressing. Yeah. And that is what the movie was about. It yeah. did a great job of being that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, like, oh my God. You, you want to walk out of it and say, that was a great film, but you can't because it, it did its job so well. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I am so grey and depressed right now. Yeah. Absolutely. You, I, I felt cold watching it. Yeah, like it yeah. felt like it felt physical. I like, had that grinding of hurry up and end, please. <laughs> like he's needed like, and, Smith and like, no, and not like paranoia where I was like, this is terrible. I was like, you're doing such a good job. I fucking can't stand it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it, it managed to through the visuals and the color tone and all that kind of thing. It matched the bleakness of the story visually, uh, and to the same uh, feeling where it just seems to be dragging on, dragging through this story, and dragging through all this coldness. Uh, Comic McCarthy is famous for doing that with books and his writing. Like he will sit there and make the writing drag on, but not in a bad way, but in a way that you're like, "Oh my god, I feel like I'm right next to them dragging Mm -hmm. this cart through the apocalypse." And oh my god, where can we stop and get water? I just want to end it. Actually, really, really I think really. the film itself either won or was at least nominated for cinematography I think, for an I Academy think it was. Award. Well, that makes sense. Like, yeah, was, like yeah. those few scenes with just just the backdrop of the dead trees. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. Oh, really. yeah. The 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 struct the the shots of like the decimated forest because it basically everything living is dying. The planet yeah. is dying. The cities are fallen. The the forests have fallen. Those shots of the fallen forests and the fallen towns brilliantly executed yeah. it made you feel like yeah that the world itself is dying yeah um one little note i have here in regards to uh the additions of color uh, there's the scene where they're they found a little bit of respite they've, they've found the bunker a little bunker full of food and it's like <laughs> a brief moment of happiness colored by a warming orange only serves to make the things brown yeah like, even even that warming orange color that you'd be like ah oh, happy times in another film lay it on top of this gray it's just vague brown colours with tiny little splotches of colour and it's like hooray still bleak <laughs> yeah. yeah true colour only in the flashbacks anything else looks and tone no it looks and tone I thought, like I said I thought, I thought it was good like the, the, the way it looked exactly like a world dog and uh, oh, sorry the use of silence at times was also added to that because there's no one around yeah. and if there is someone around you best be worried yeah and oh, for a lot of times there just was, just was bits of silence where they wouldn't yeah. talk there was no dialogue and it, and it worked because what the fuck is there to say yeah. you spent all day with this person and you're going to spend all tomorrow with this person yeah. you spent like several days for years just walking with this, everything yeah. has been said yeah there's nothing new and that, that was well done overall though guys what favourite parts anything what do you like I, Not I did like? like some of the little details like the things that one thing that they really treasured was shoes, which makes a lot of sense in this yep. sort of situation because the amount of traveling and walking they have to do, if you don't have shoes, you get screwed. Like your feet are going to fall apart. So that they cherish footwear, I thought was really clever. Something that I didn't really think of immediately going into it, but makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's those little details. Um, I had three moments I thought that was um, that were my favorite parts throughout the movie and mm-hmm. I hope you guys will probably agree with me it was the first one was the part where they didn't get caught and eaten by the first lot of cannibals yes um yeah. there was the other part where they narrowly being missed being caught and eaten by the second lot of cannibals <laughs> and the scene in the woods where an earthquake and falling trees stopped them from being caught and eaten by the third lot of cannibals they were all 
bright moments for me. I, I was I was quite <laughs> stoked with those bits. Um, I don't think I was emotionally prepared for if they had have been caught in and eaten by yeah, animals. Like it, it is a really intense has these really intense moments because you you start to care about these characters and it's like oh shit we're trapped and. Papa's reaction is cool unholster weapon point Put it, barrel <laughs> to my son's forehead and wait for the noise to come up the stairs like mm, any second now and like the son's are even going well when when will I see you again when oh, when man. will we meet and he's like shut up shut up it's like it's like what do you do it's like yeah and he's, I, I would think what would be going through the kid's head in that situation because at one point he, he a bullet is what he, we're doing um, but at one point at one point he's like sh- shot another dude in the head and he's like I'm going to protect you forever and the next minute he's holding a gun to his head like what, yeah. is, what goes besides a bullet yeah. goes through the kid's head in a situation like that like that'd be so confusing for him yeah. anyway um, but yeah that just going down under the under the floorboards and seeing all the people that essentially they're keeping alive to but that was the only saving grace that they did that yeah. The, the fact that they saw that saved them. Yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, and that was that was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is rough in the book. Uh, like there's there's a few variances. Like uh, there's, there's a, a couple of different scenes that don't happen. Uh, yeah, the baby on a spit didn't a, happen. One, and I'm glad spit. that that was not there. But I did not know that. Yeah. It didn't need to know that. Yeah, there's there's a couple of really fucked up things. Like yeah, that would happen. I didn't need that image. Thanks, Cormac McCarthy. You bastard. How was it overall? What did you like? What didn't you like, Mike? Are we done with right. and tone, actually? Yeah, yeah. That, that was likes and dislikes. Just mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's it? <laughs> um, overall, I... It's hard to say that I liked it because it's difficult to like something so bleak, bleak and depressing. But I guess what I did like was that it was so effective at being so bleak and depressing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know that it did a really good job of what it was setting out to do. Uh, so I wouldn't say I enjoyed my... Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, a, it's conflicting. But yes, I'd say I enjoyed it overall. You? I definitely enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, and same, same as you, though. It's difficult to slap a label of enjoyment. Mm. Uh, it What it set out to do, it executed it brilliantly. And it's a movie that I would be like, hey, you want to feel a bit down? Here's a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's definitely, I think, a, a brilliantly executed Especially a brilliantly executed adaptation of a novel. Mm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like I said this. Like I've already said my likes and dislikes. But as a, as far as recommending it, if you're in an unproductively good mood, <laughs> you need a leveler. You're all out of Valium. This film could literally be used as a substitute. It was so great and depressing. I hated every second of it, but in a good way. Yeah. You mm. know. Um, I just wanted to be over. Yeah. I portrayed it so well, and oh, by no means it was a bad movie. But fuck me, it was how, such a downer. How tight did you hug your kids? Oh yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were in bed. I wanted to go and just look at them yeah. and be like, yeah, "Good, I don't need to put a gun to your head." Look yeah. outside. Yep, no cannibals. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, would you recommend it, Morgan? I'm skipping Mike. I just yeah yeah Absolutely. I would if if you needed you're out of Valium. And yeah, you need to come down a bit, sure. Yes, I would say you want to be in Apocalypse just for the fun of it. Watch this movie and tell me that you want to do it. Yeah, go on. Yeah, tell me. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah this this is definitely a brilliant film for exactly that. People are like, oh yeah, if the Apocalypse ever came, I'd I'd travel by night. I'd hoard cinnamon. I'd raise goats. <laughs> it's like, yeah, friend. Here's what 
the but end of the, 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 the brilliance about this being an end of world film is we're so used to end of world films being a biological disease that causes zombies or a, something else that causes zombies or something else that causes zombies yeah. oh, don't, these or uh, there's a lunar eclipse which causes zombies which causes zombies and with vampires yeah yeah. but this one wasn't and there were things that in there would eat you mm-hmm. but they weren't zombies they were human Mm. And the thing that humans have over zombies is they can fucking think. Yeah. And that makes them all the more terrifying because they can you think can and they can fake people. They can fake not being fucking cannibals. Mm. That's the other thing as well, where zombies are fucking zombies and they can't not look like zombies. Exactly. These were human zombies. Yep. Right? <laughs> so you're saying this wasn't about an end of the world where it has the worst kind of zombie Please. ever. Yeah, yes, this was the worst kind of zombie ever. This was a fucking human mm. who wanted to eat you. All right, then. So we're all sort of recommended if... Yeah. If you're yes. in the mood for it, and it's a brilliantly executed story, go for it. Yeah, sure. I, um, I agree with Mike, actually, definitely, in, in the sense of where you... you there's so many people that say that. Yeah. Oh, end the world with so much fun. I go to Bunnings and Here you go. sausage sizzle. Look how mm. fun it is. Yeah. Oh, yay! Fun. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Hooray. <laughs> all right. Uh, on that mystical magical note, uh, we'll just take a quick little pause and skip ahead to any little spoily areas. Um, yeah, we'll be back in a second. Mama always said that life's like a box of spoilers. <laughs> all right, we're back. Uh, is there... There's not really any spoilers. There's one spoiler that I, it makes oh. the film that's already depressing even more depressing. Is that at the end you realise that the dog barking when they were happily in the bunker was the good people. Yeah, looking for them. Looking for them. Holy shit, that didn't just connect until And they run thing. away. Oh, yeah. that didn't actually connect until just then. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Well, and there, there was actually a few times throughout the films where barking's heard and that makes the dad go, get down, get down. down. Yeah. It's because they're looking for them. And so he is right to be suspicious and be a little bit paranoid yeah. that they're being followed because they were. But it was people who were trying to help, help them. them. That never connected in my head. Oh, I just would think if the family was there and they had the bunker with all the food and yeah. stuff in it, then that would have yeah, been... Yeah, a little bit better. He had, he had, he had guns. Yeah. You know, like, like, ammunition. Like, yeah. They might not have lasted much longer. Or, you know, they would have had a lot of food. You know, a lot yeah. more people to carry it. You know. Let's hope, yeah. it, hope, hope the sun was like, oh, back there there was... That's, yeah, <laughs> that's actually put a whole other layer on it for me now. That's yeah, actually yeah. that was one of the most that was that was like an icing on a depression cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like <laughs> the grey. You hear that and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, those fucking dogs at the bunker. They were the good guys' dogs. Yeah. Oh, I oh, a little bit of me though, mm-hmm. a little bit of me, tiny, tiny little bit of me, wanted him to kill him and then eat him. What the boy at the end? Yeah, I was thinking that might be what was going down. Because, um, like I said, when they didn't name them, and I didn't know yeah. whether they were all just going to die, when the dad died, I was like, "Ah, are we? Is, they're just both going to die, and that's just going to be end of the story, and it's just going to be." Like I wanted him to, because he was so trusting. He yeah. was, and the guy was just doing what the dad had sort of warned him against, and yeah. then, well, that would have just, yeah, it would have put, it would have been the bleak cherry on the bleak shit sandwich. Yeah. Like would've it would have been just. So just he just gets killed. In the All you need to pan to is the is the is the the family of forcing around a fire eating, and, and then it pans just... around and he's not there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, no, even, no, even better, even better. It's like, do you have a name? It's like, oh, no, my my father always just called me boy or son. It's like, oh, okay, we'll call you breakfast, and then hard cut to black. <laughs> bleak film, yeah. <laughs> bleak film, but. We didn't really go over any of the actual characters they meet when they're travelling around, though. Do we want to? Essentially just moral tests for them as they were Yeah, there was a blonde dude. Eli. 
um, which yeah, I felt so sorry. Yeah. How the fuck did he last that I long? I don't know. It's impressive. He's that old blind out in the wood. I don't know how he would have done it. Uh, well, I, I think uh, he leaned into the thing that was helping him, which was, oh, no, I'm, I'm 90. It's like, no, you're not. Is that what you tell people to live your own? He goes, yep. Does it work? Nope. But he's an old, tough dude. The cannibals are like, eh, we're not into jerky just yet. We can get fresh. Yeah. 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 Done, I think. Call that it. Yep. Three, two, one. Stop biscuits. Thanks for listening. I'll put a better ending on later. Boop. Okay, future Matt. Better podcast ending. Okay, Matt, I think that was overkill. That was, that was overkill. Um, on a serious note, if anyone has any information on Wanker's Calf, uh, the medical condition that Morgan has, please contact us. Uh, we'd love to know more. Next, next week! week. <laughs> My pick for next week, and I chose the seminal animated film, Wizards, from 1977. It's anti-war, but pro-nipple on fairies. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where fairies, ghouls, goblins, and, uh, you guessed it, wizards, are alive. Give it a watch.